I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Doing wonderful. How are you? Good. It's good to be here, isn't it? Good to be alive. Um, and with that said, let's, let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we do bless your name. We thank you so much for last night's rest. Grateful that no fires broke out and no intruders broke in. Thank you for your amazing grace. Thank you for Jesus who died that we might enjoy the right to the tree of life. Lord, I pray that as your word goes forth that it may fall on fertile soil, that someone who does not know you in the free pardon of their sin might be saved. We ask all of this now in the matchless name of Jesus Christ and our soon-to-come reigning King, we pray. Amen. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Um, we honor the Spirit of Christ and we thank God for this day that he's given us. And uh, I would like to invite your attention to Psalms 103. And uh, I would encourage you during this week to look at the events that are happening in this world and open up Psalm 103. And uh, it'll bless your soul. It will encourage you. And then, if you are so inclined, uh, go over to Psalm 145 through 150, and that's where you start praising. So you can really pick it up in 103. You can start there, but I, I guarantee you, if you hang out in Psalm 145 through 150, uh, you liable to start running and nobody's chasing you. Uh, and hollering and nobody's bothering you. So it's, it's, it'll bless your soul. But I want to look at this familiar passage of Scripture that, um, that speaks to me, and I believe it will touch your heart as well. Psalm 103, beginning at verse 1. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all of your iniquities, who heals all of your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. I'm going to stop there. We're going to aim to get through that. We'll unpack it for a moment. Um, <laughs> outlines are great. They become suggestions for me sometimes. So, so if I don't follow it to a T, don't, don't get upset. Um, but we're going to see what the Lord has to say. Um, this is a, an amazing portion of Scripture. Um, there was a great artist by the name of John Sargent, uh, great portrait artist. Uh, back in 2004, one of his paintings went for about $8 million. Now, he's been dead since 1925. 
but he was an amazing artist. Um, some of his work, uh, he did about 900 oil paintings and over 2,000 watercolors. He did charcoal sketching. He was just quite an artist. On one occasion, he, he painted this uh, plain of roses. And art critics claimed that it was almost flawless. It was almost perfection for those who study art and, and know something about it. Um, and he was offered millions of money, millions of dollars for this particular small painting. He was once approached and, and asked, why is it that you have refused to let go of that small painting? And Sargent said, I believe that this is one of my best paintings. And I refuse to let this go because from time to time I get distressed and I begin to doubt my skills and abilities. So what I'll do is pull out this particular painting and it is able to encourage me. I'm able to move forward and recognize my skills and able to go on and continue painting. I share that with you because those of us in Christ ought to have some milestones. We ought to have some things that we can pull out and look at to see how God has blessed us and how God has been so amazingly good to us. He was able to stop, look back, and celebrate. Um... Maybe, maybe, maybe that didn't get you. Let me come get you. Um, uh, for about 15, 16, I've lost count. Weeks, we have had to play with this thing. And like you, every time I went out the house, I had to take my friends with me. Uh-huh. And thank God I had enough sense to get vaccinated. And uh, they tell me now that I don't need to carry my friends as much as I used to because I'm vaccinated. But every now and then, when I may feel low, it would be good to stop and look back at my mask. Because the last I heard, around 600,000 folks have died and are still dying because they refuse to get vaccinated. But this reminds me when I look at it, that through 14 to 15 months, Christ has kept me. Come on now. He, he, he kept you. It's not because you were so smart or you wore your mask all of the time. I know you were under house arrest, and, and I, I know that you did everything you were supposed to do. You social distanced. You did everything. Here you are, and there are 600,000 who are dead, and they're just what you did. I can't explain that, and I'm not even going to try. All I know is God's grace has been with us for 14 months. I stop, I look back, and I begin to praise God 
Amen for what he has done. I shouldn't have to work too hard with this text because this is an easy one. Oh, yeah, this is going to meet all of us where we live at because uh, it, it's right there. Um, we have to be willing sometime to stop and look back and praise God for what he's done. Listen, folks were lining up in food lines, and maybe you didn't have to. Folks have lost jobs. You kept your paychecks coming in. The state has not paid some folks yet. And here you are looking like you haven't missed a meal. God been blessing you, your children, your loved ones. Stop. Look back and praise God. I know things may not be as you would like, but you got to admit things are pretty good if you're still breathing. Uh-huh. Stop. Look back and praise God. Um, in, the, in the movie industry, they have uh, something called the dailies. It's where the raw footage of the film has been shot. And uh, once that has finished, the next day before they begin filming, they will look at the raw filming that they did the day before. This allows them to get some idea as to the progress they're making or the lack thereof. Wouldn't it be good if we would just slow down, stop, look back at the progress that we had the day before? and see how God has blessed you. God has kept you clothed in your right mind. God has watched over you as you went in and went out. God has protected you. Look at what he did the day before. And if he did it the day before, I have to believe that the same God that took me care of me then is the same God that can take care and provide for me now. Amen. Stop. Look back and praise God. Um, psalm 103 uh, is a psalm of thanksgiving. It, it's, it's David's doxology, his song of praise. Um, David is now an older man. And David had been through enough battles. He's had some disappointments in life. And now he has learned some things about God. One of the things I love about David is, like you and I, he messed up a lot, but he always made his way back to praising God. He never lost his praise in spite of what was going on in his life. He knew that praise was the believer's oxygen. Praise, if you think about it, is oxygen for the believer. Because the moment you lose your praising, something begins to happen to you. You no longer are excited about Jesus. He no longer matters to you. You no longer have a desire for his word. But praise is oxygen. It has a way of infusing life into you. David is old, 
And he's now looking back. And he understands the value of praise. Harry Ironside, a great preacher, said, we would worry less if we praised more. Thanksgiving is the enemy of discontent and dissatisfaction. What if we just began to praise God the more when we found ourselves running up against some difficulty, the stresses of life? I'm going to praise him whether I'm up or whether I'm down. Because why? Because he is worthy to be praised. Psalmist said, from the rising of the sun until the going down of the same, our God is worthy to be praised. David had this thing about praising God. As a matter of fact, he was so into thanking God that he hired two folks to do it full time. Isn't that something? First Chronicles 16, 41. Heman and Jethothan were men whose job it was to just thank God. Now, I, I imagine that had to be, <laughs> what do you want me to thank him? But, but I said that yesterday, thank him anyway. That's, what they, that's how David was committed to praising God. Ah, it, it's a good thing to have a, a heart of thanksgiving. And, and as we look at this 103rd Psalm, we, we get a portrait of of this man named David and, and what was important to him. And David begins by saying, bless the Lord. In other words, he's saying, praise the Lord. Oh, my soul. Praise the Lord. Oh, my soul. Kneel down. Um, wave your hand. Praise him. Shout. Sing. Dance. He's saying, praise the Lord, oh my soul, all that is within me, my emotions, my mind, my will, my feelings, I'm going to praise him with all that I have. Wow. That, that's... In other words, he was giving God his best praise. Like you, I love this time of the year because it's graduation. Um, and, and, and when you go to a few of them, you kind of know what to expect uh, as folks are lining up with their gowns. And then they start to call the names. And the provost or whoever it is, the chancellor, says something like this, um, please hold your applause uh, until all of the names have been called because we want everybody to be able to hear. You, you, you've been to some of them, right? And, and they plead, they're almost begging with people. But as soon as Ronald Nick's name is mentioned, you got a chorus of folks who are just, amen, they're, they're shouting, they're running, they're screaming, they're blow horns, they're praying. We know something about praise. Praise is just simply acknowledging, honoring. Um, we, we praise our spouse. We praise our children. We, our favorite Christian artists, we praise them. We, we know something about this thing called praise. And God is saying, I want you, or we should be saying, Lord, because you've been so good, I want to praise 
you for what you have done for me and because you are worthy of my praise. Um, that's what praise is all about. It's not about how I feel. Because if you wait for how you're feeling, that's tricky. Because you may not feel like it. Sometimes you don't feel like going to work, but I've discovered I have to get my behind up, get dressed, shower, and go to work anyway. Well, God has been so good to us that it ought not take a whole lot of effort for me to desire to praise him. Praise is saying, I want to make much of God. I want to make much to do about him. And that ought to be the posture of those of us who are in Christ Jesus, that I'm prepared to make much of him because of who he is and what he's doing in my life. Past, present, and future. When, when you look at the Old Testament and when you look at the Hebrew people, what you discover is that they were very uh, emotional and vocal when it came to praise. I, I, I would love to hang out with them because I'd feel kind of at home. You know, no one would look at me strange or peculiar because th there's something about emoting that I can get with. Uh, and, and let me tell you something. When, when you decide you're going to praise God, uh, there are about three things you got to be mindful of to those of you who are new members, and you may already know this. Um, when it comes to praising God, uh, don't fear man. Uh, don't be bothered or worried about how you are going to look to people. That's one of the great inhibitors of folks who ought to be praying, but don't because they are fearful and conscious of what people may say or think. Um, fear of man. Um, remember David in the Old Testament was bringing back the Ark of the Covenant. It is a lovely scene. David was bringing back the Ark of the Covenant and uh, David begins to dance. And uh, Michelle, his wife, sees him out there with his ephod on and he's dancing and twirling and having a good old time. And she's like, Boo, come here for me. You, 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 you can't be doing that. The servants are watching you, and you out here acting like you done lost your darn mind. You, what, what happened to your home training? Your people ain't trained you that way, did they? I mean, but David was all his might. He was dancing, and he was getting it in. I love it. David said, you know what? I'm dancing because God chose me <laughs> to lead the people of Israel instead of you or your daddy. I got chosen. And he said, I'll even sing if I have to. In fact, I'm going to keep on singing. And he said, he said, listen, if you think you saw something then, I'm about to be even more undignified than what you just saw. In other words, he was not concerned 
about what people were going to think of him when it came to praising God. And that's all I'm trying to say, beloved. Let, let, let go, let the change go and, and have your way in his presence and let God give him the glory. He, he said, I don't need your praise. Look, the very rocks will cry out, but this is for you. I need to be able to praise him. And, not, and listen, this is the best place to do it. There's individual praise in your home, prayer time. But this is the place where you can get away with that and no one ought to be looking at you strange. This is the sanctuary. This is where he hangs out at. And this is a place where you can have unfiltered, unfettered praise and get away with it. You can shout, dance, sing. We got instruments, all of the things you need to be able to praise him. Don't you know that there is power in praise? And sometimes I've learned you have to praise your way through some of the hell that you are catching. Come on with me. Sometimes you got to keep your focus on him who was able to get you through what you're facing. Jehoshaphat was in a world of trouble. Wasn't he, Jim? That's right. The Hittites and all, all of them was after him. And, and guess what he did? And I tell you, it had to be a strange military strategy. He sings out the singers, and they're giving praise unto God. They didn't even have to remove their swords. They were defeated. There is power in praise. It may seem like it's innocuous and doesn't mean much, but when you start waving and singing or shouting, somehow it empowers you to be able to deal with what you have to deal with. I can't explain it. All I know is that the Holy Spirit gets a hold of you, and the next thing you know, you're dealing with what you have to deal with. Because I've praised my way through. And sometimes you just have to do that. Your kids say, Mom, what you doing? Listen to that music. Baby, I'm just praising my way through. Y'all crazy in here, but I'm just praising my way through. I don't know how I'm going to make it, but I'm praising my way through. God said that if I trust him and never doubt, he will surely bring me out. Take your burdens to the Lord and leave them there. That's what I'm doing. Ah, praise is powerful. It's powerful. The second thing that gets in our way of praising God with our best is pride. We say, I said, well, I ain't doing all that. Look, he can get up there and talk all that he wants. I'm sitting right here. He can walk back and forth, all that. I'm sitting. I ain't moved. I ain't impressed. In fact, I'd be glad when somebody else come next week. Look, I, I know folk. I know folk. I know how y'all are. I know who I am, and I'm a reflection of you. But anyway, pride. Be careful. Pride gets in the way of giving God our best praise. Because now you're saying, I refuse to be moved. Yeah, I know he woke me up this morning. I know he started me on my way. I know I got a reasonable portion of health. I know the blood is still running warm through my veins, but I ain't moving. Okay, well, baby, listen, you may find yourself in a situation where you're on your back, uh-huh, and then all of a sudden, you're going to have time to have a little talk with Jesus. 
And you want to have something to say because you know him, because you've hung out with him. If you don't know him, it's a quiet conversation. You know, you see, you see them couples in the restaurant and they, ain't nobody saying nothing. They there. I don't want that kind of conversation. Lord, I've been waiting for you. It's good to see you. I know you are my savior. I know you're my Lord. You're my king, my priest, my prophet. Pride, be careful. And sometimes it's your religious tradition that keeps us from being able to really worship and praise God. You come from a religious tradition where, well, folks just don't make noise. You know, they, they don't do, endorse that. Here's the thing, they, they, here, here it is, listen. They're all emotional, really. Yeah, they're they, they too emotional over there. Ain't got no substance. They just like to have a good time and shout and praise. Well, I don't know, text, any, every time Jesus did something for somebody, it's funny how they always responded. They weren't quiet. They, they, Jesus said, now don't go tell nobody. What did they do? First, Lord, I used to be, the first thing they do is start running and telling folks what God has done. They couldn't keep it to themselves. What if those of us who are believers in Christ had that same kind of postures? I got to be able to tell folks what Christ is doing. I can't keep it to myself. I've got to say something. So don't let your tradition of saying, well, you know, we just, I, I don't, we don't, we don't worship that way. I used to hear that when I, when I go to certain spaces. I said, well, you know, we're a little conservative and, we, we really don't make that kind of noise. I said, baby, has God been good to you? Well, well yeah. Did he wake you up this morning? Well, well yeah. You still employed? Well, yeah. How are your kids? Oh, they, they doing fine. You still got money in the bank account? Yeah, yeah. I mean, all of that reason, that runs across cultural lines. It ought not matter. If God is good, he's got good to black, white, brown, yellow, pink, whatever. Amen. Yes, he is. If he's good, he's good. Don't hit me with that cultural, it's not our cultural bent. Well, baby, you better get a bent. You got maybe bent knees to say, Lord, deliver me from this feeling of I've got to be mindful. My tradition says we don't do that. Oh, Lord. Um, we got to move, y'all. Um, so listen, let me get to this because I do have to try to honor this outline some. Um, and then David says... Uh, he said, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul. David's now talking to himself. It's like he's repeating himself. He, he's so excited, he's now saying it again. I, I just can't say it once. I got to say it a couple of times. And then he says, and forget not his benefits. Ah. He says, forget not his benefits. Hmm. He's saying, have a good memory when it comes to the things that God does for you. Um, don't forget what he's done. Look back at what he's done for you. And when you look back and reflect on it, it ought to lead to some degree of praise. He says, 
forget not your benefits. I remember my mother was teaching me something, I guess it was math, something or, or words and read. And she said something, now, I, I, I remember to this day, she said, now, now make sure you put that in your memory bank. Now here I am about eight, I don't know. And, and that threw me, she said, I said, memory bank? Don't worry about it, just, just remember it. Memory bank. And what she was saying basically is, don't forget this principle, don't forget this concept, don't forget. And maybe we need to keep in our memory bank what God is doing in our life. Uh, the kids had a, our, our marriage photo album out the other day. Karen and I celebrated 40 years of marriage on June 20th. Amen. 40 years of marriage. I looked at those pictures. And it was good to look back where we were. You know, apartment. And then you, 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 you begin to reminisce and you'd one kid, two, three. I mean, you know, you, you begin to look back. And then you begin to realize it was nobody but Jesus. I wish I could tell you that uh, there's, there's never been no trouble in paradise. No, 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 no. It's been, it's been some ups and downs. Some, it's been some seasons of distress. But when we stop and look back, when you stop and look back and realize what it could have been, I stop, I look back, and I praise God. Because I know it didn't have to be that way. Some folks can't stay together 40 days. But I remember, and I'm fueled by what we've been through to keep going. Forget not his benefits. He woke you up today, that's a benefit. You get to know him through his word, his grace, his mercy, benefits. Things done for you. Then he says, praise God because he forgives all of our iniquities. Not your mistakes, no, he forgives your sin your transgressions, your iniquities. Our iniquities are our bent, twisted, crooked, and perverted ways. He forgives our iniquities. That's reason to praise him, that you won't have to stand up and explain why you did some of the stupid, sinful stuff that you did. He forgives our iniquities. It's uh, when, when Satan, our adversary, tries to accuse me before God, uh, he says, uh, see him down there? I thought he was one of yours. Look at him. Jesus is my advocate. Jesus says, yeah, yeah, he's working on some stuff. And then Jesus pulled one of these. 
See my hands? See my feet? <laughs> it's forgiven and forgotten. Ha! My advocate, Jesus, is, is, he's right there. Satan is accusing me, but Jesus is saying, look at my nail-scarred hands. Look at my nail-scarred feet. They hung me high and stretched me wide. But he's forgiven, and I have forgotten. He died for <laughs> our sins, all of our iniquities, forgiven. Ah, then he goes on and he says, um, says, he heals all of our diseases. Now, hear me. Back then, uh, we don't know what disease David may have had. I mean, heck, back then, a common cold could have probably taken you out. You know, um, but listen, he is able to heal. To, he's, he's still able to do physical healing. I mean, he does. Now, he may or may not heal you from cancer or whatever else it is. Scripture says it is appointed unto man once to die, and after, you're going to die. So, so, so the idea here is not that you're going to be healed from all of your physical, at least on this side of heaven, not all of your physical diseases. But we got some spiritual diseases. Uh, depression and anger and hatred and jealousy. And I love what it says in, in Psalms. 107.20, he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. Meaning that God's word is still able to get hold to us and deliver us from some of the soul's diseases, the hatred, the jealousy, the depression. As a matter of fact, we heard some of that this morning, didn't we? No, wait, did I hear that? Or did, did not we hear that folks are saying that they wrestled with some and, and, and it was nothing but God who delivered them and the word of God who got them out of the situation that they were in. And we will eventually receive glorified bodies. In 1 Corinthians 15, he talks about that. I mean, so, so one day we're going to drop this robe of flesh and this will be the only time you deal with the HMO is on this side of heaven. <laughs> Cancer gone. Any, anything that you are accustomed to will no longer be part of your reality when we are with him. Amen? That, that's, that's enough to make you shout. Then he talks about how the Lord has redeemed us, brought us back. Auction block of sin. But Jesus decided to pay it all. He was able to buy us back from the pit of destruction. What I like about it is that Jesus will get in the pit with you when you find yourself in one. And he's able to deliver us, it says, from the pit of destruction. We were on our way to hell in the fast lane and enjoying the trip. But God redeemed us with his finished work on Calvary. And because of redemption, we can have eternal life and forgiveness of sin, a right relationship with God, peace with God. The Holy Spirit indwells us because we have been redeemed. And then he talks about how we are crowned with loving kindness and tender mercies. 
Wow. That word uh, crown, it means that we are surrounded with loving kindness and tender mercies. A military term, um, sometimes the king would be surrounded by warriors. And if they got to the king, it was all over. But, but we, you and I are surrounded, not by warriors, but we are surrounded by his loving kindness and tender mercies. God's goodness, his kindness, his unfailing love is what we are surrounded by. Mm. And then tender mercies. Uh, it's, it's like a mother's love for her child. Nothing can break that. Um, I remember uh, that, that's a powerful image, a mother's love for, for a child, that, that we're surrounded by that kind of love from the Father. That, that, that's reason to celebrate and rejoice. It's a, it's a tender kind of love. It's a, a love that doesn't give up on easy when you make a mistake or when you miss the mark. I used to see that kind of mother's love uh, in D.C. Uh, back in the day, they had a department store called Woodward and Lothrop. It was a major department store in D.C. At the time, the D.C. Department of Corrections would have buses that would go down to Lorton, Virginia, about an hour away, so that mothers could usually see their sons, and sometimes their daughters. But I was always amazed that I didn't see many fathers, but, but I always saw mothers lining up to take an hour and a half, maybe, drive to Lorton, Virginia to see their sons or their daughters. They weren't, they weren't worried about what, look, what they did did not matter. You know what mattered? That's my baby, that's my child, that's, I love them, and I'm going to go wherever I have to go. If I have to move heaven and earth to see them, I'll do it. That's the kind of love that God surrounds us with. And that ought to be reason to rejoice and celebrate. Come on, Dad, I, I guess that doesn't make you happy. I'm glad that he surrounds me with loving kindness and tender mercies all the time. He's faithful like that. And he satisfies our mouth with good things. That's another whole sermon, but I don't have time, uh, and you don't either. But, but what's interesting is that I encourage you to take a look, good look at this Psalm 103, because the more you look at it, the more it invites you in. In verse 8, it says, The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger, and abounding in mercy. He will not always strive with us, nor will he keep his anger forever. He has not dealt with us according to our sins, nor punished us according to our iniquities. So great is his mercy toward those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our sins and our transgressions. For he knows our frame. He remembers that we are dust. But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear him and his righteousness to the children of God. He's saying these are the reasons that I praise God. And I would hope that somewhere during your week that you would just delve into Psalm 103 and just meditate on it and begin to look at it and see if you don't find yourself praising and worshiping our God. 
I'm grateful that Jesus paid it all, all to him I owe. He paid the price that no one else could pay. He defeated the enemy that no one else could defeat. And on that third day, after being on that old rugged cross, they put him in a borrowed tomb. And he wouldn't need it too long. Because on the third day, Jesus Christ got up with all power in his hand, conquered death, hell, and the grave. And if God could get up a dead Jesus, he could still resurrect you and I from whatever it is that we are going through. And therefore, we have reason to praise and to worship him in the beauty of holiness. And because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because I know who holds tomorrow. And life is worth the living just because he lives. And because he lives, y'all, just praise him. Just give him glory and honor that he deserves, whether you feel like it or not. Praise him. And Father, we do bless your name. And we thank you so much for the opportunity just to come into your presence. And I pray that we would become those who are unafraid to praise you wherever we are and whatever we're facing. Give us the courage, the boldness to not be ashamed of our Lord. We love you, Father, and we pray that someone's heart might be touched today who does not know you in the free pardon of their sin. We ask all of this now in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And if you're here today and you don't remember a time in your life when you knowingly and willingly confess Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, that means that you are lost and you're on your way to hell. Don't hear talk like that much these days, but I, I still believe that hell is real because heaven is real. Uh, and, and what you don't want to do is find yourself in a posture where you have not come to know Jesus Christ and the free part. Look, you don't have to understand the whole Bible. All you have to do is understand this, that you are lost, that you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, and you're on your way to hell. It's not about how good you've been or what you've done. A lot of folks who do good and been nice are going to bust hell wide open. Oh boy, I may not get back for that one. Um, but, but not trying to be funny or cute. This is serious because you have an eternal destiny. And we'd be telling people about everything except getting right with God. The best decision you make is still accepting, inviting Jesus Christ into your heart as your Lord and Savior. Don't be tricked. Don't be duped. Think that because you're nice and you don't bother nobody. And Listen, Jesus didn't die for that. He wouldn't have had to go to Calvary for that. He went to Calvary because you and I needed a savior. We were dead in our sins, and he said, I'll send my son to redeem a fallen and sinful mankind. We need to be redeemed, and we talked about that. Brought us back. So if you're here today, um, when you get home, you say, well, I don't know what that meant. Just go home and say, Lord, I, can, I, I thank you for Jesus. I, I'm grateful that he died for my sins. I believe he died on the cross. And I know that if I accept him and invite him in, that I'm saved. Because I don't want you to say, well, the preacher never told me what I needed to do. Well, now you know. And it's, nothing, it's not hard. 
Let's invite them in. Okay, my time really is up. Um, Jim, thank you. I'm going to do the benediction. Can we all stand for a moment? All heads bowed and eyes closed. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy, to the all-wise God our Father, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forevermore. And the people of God said amen. 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 Bless you.